I'm going to do something that I don't normally do. On specific, sometimes I do it with movie reviews. I, I don't normally do it with television episode reviews. I am going to show my hand. Ooh, I'm going to show my hands. hands. I have two. I'm going to show you one of them. I have to keep one. One. One still has to keep the some secrets from you. Right. You gotta leave something. You gotta leave something for for, for the imagination. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna show my hand. Right. Not right. only. Right. Not only is this episode. Not only does this episode do something so incredibly stupid that it kind of ruins this series. It's, it, it's happened. It's happened. It, 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 I was waiting for this seemingly great series to flub, to fumble, to make a mess, and it's come. Not only, <laughs> not only does this episode do something that is so stupid that it, it, it destroys this series for me, just wrecks it. It also single-handedly has killed the MCU. MCU's done now. That's done. <laughs> one episode. One episode and one decision that they made has effectively screwed the MCU. Hello and welcome to the Movie Men podcast. Um, the the B team. Yeah, yeah. It's got, and either either you're a... either you're tracking with me right now, and you're like, oh, okay, I know where this is going, or you're like, you disagree <laughs> entirely. In which case, this will be very interesting for a different I, reason. I have I have some inklings about where you're going. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's it's a very downer way to start this episode yeah well i've been thinking about it for two freaking weeks so there you go all right well let's let's dive into this had to to get it out all right the episode begins with fury calling his wife priscilla vara it's essentially a goodbye call it's clear that fury doesn't know if he'll come back after the call a car approaches and she kind of, they kind of, she's like, well, where are you? And he's like, well, I'm somewhere far enough away that, you know, yeah, it, it, it's a goodbye. And, and he's ambiguous. He's not going to tell her where he is. You know, this is kind of, he's like, I'm on this mission now and I don't need you to come looking for me. I don't need you to know where I am. Just, you know, I loved you type of thing. Yeah. After the call, a car approaches the gates of New Skrullos, echoing the scene from episode one. The guards open fire, but Fury wasn't even in the car. After quickly shooting them down, Fury walks into the Skrull compound. Doing a little bit of old, like, spy espionage tricky shit. I liked that. That was fun. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of things about this episode I'm going to praise. Yeah. Don't, Don't get me wrong. After the credits, we catch up with Rhodey, who is still pushing for nuclear strike. Uh, The Admiralty is hesitant to make such a move without verifying if the Russians are really working for the Skrulls. But Rhodey presses harder, 
showing the president live footage of Russian troops moving to their borders with Ukraine and Finland. Uh, Rody already has a speech written for the president, making one last push to launch the strike. At New Skrelos, Fury walks through the compound, which is eerily deserted. <clears throat> the bodies of Beto and the other Skrulls who turned on Gravik have been left where they were killed. But so there's here's no the question. sign of anyone alive. What are those two Skrulls at the gate doing? Uh, maybe they were loyal. <laughs> they're, the, they're the only two Skrulls <laughs> remaining loyal to Gravik. Well, presumably, presumably, (laughs) Gravik killed everyone from the inside out. And so by the time he got to the front (laughs) and they heard all the devastation, they were like, oh, captain, my captain. (laughs) Right? Like, I don't know. They're like, wow, we can't take this guy. So, hmm. Uh, I just, yeah. It's one thing that I find a little like, because I don't, I don't think he runs into another yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't run into anybody else alive until he meets Gravik. Yeah. So like, where are the rest of the guards? You got two people at the front door, but nobody else anywhere else. <laughs> uh, F- F- Fury yeah. doesn't have long to ponder this, as the radiation levels at the compound are already causing him trouble breathing. Fury stumbles through the compound, coughing and shaking. And so I'm at this point, I'm thinking, okay... Even if Fury, like, if you are exposed to the levels of radiation necessary to cause these sort of physical symptoms, then even if Fury makes it out of here, he either needs to tap into some sort of crazy advanced shield or scrawl or whatever medical technology, or he's dead in 48 hours. <laughs> he's got the cancer. It seems like he's uh, got some... He doesn't some have the cancer because he's got the radiation... <laughs> Poisoning. Yeah, he's got some severe radiation poisoning yeah. at the, this point. Those iodine pills, they're, uh, <laughs> they're only working so well. For they're only going to do so much. At the hospital, Rhodey gets a call from Sonia Fallsworth, who tells him to move the president immediately at, uh, and that Fury's headed straight for him. Rhodey questions why they should worry about Fury, but Sonia tells him that Fury's lost his mind. Back at the compound, Fury finally makes his way down to the reactor room, where Gravik is waiting with the Super Skrull machine. Mm-hmm. Fury asks him where all the Skrulls went, and Gravik reveals that he locked them all up, preventing their escape. Except for those two. <laughs> except for those two. Preventing their escape from the impending strike. Fury attempts to take some iodide pills to fight the steadily worsening radiation poisoning, but he drops the bottle and Gravik kicks them down the drain. Dick move, Gravik. Gravik then offers him a drink, toasting the last stand of the great Nick Fury. And he kind of like monologues a little bit here, and it's it's really great. Like... Typical typical villain monologue just before he gets his butt kicked. Uh, Rhodey and his team move the president to a higher floor, sending out agents to hunt for Fury. But the hunters are in turn hunted by an unseen killer. In the reactor room, Fury's dying from exposure to radiation, and Gravik comments that without pills, the symptoms are going to accelerate. Gravik asks Fury if he had a backup plan. 
some Avengers on standby, or an invisible cloak and shield. That was a nice little reference. Yeah. He also asks Fury if he recognizes the face Gravik's been wearing. This is where things get intense and really good. Fury doesn't remember. Or no, if he's been wearing, which was the face of the first human the Skrull killed on Fury's orders. Gravik is surprised that Fury doesn't remember, but this was a formative moment for the young Skrull. That man was the first of many, and Gravik still feels the weight of all those killings, blaming Fury for using the Skrulls as his private spies. It's strong, it's powerful, but then it's also, it reminds me of The Rock, and it reminds me of Sean Connery saying, where he's like, you celebrate the life of a few by killing a few million more. Like, if he's all, if Gravik's all butthurt because of killing people, then it seems weird that starting a war yeah, where millions are going to die, or presumably the extinction of the race... Is his angle? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's... Yeah. I feel like the only explanation here is that, like, he he says he's done all this for Fury because Fury asked him to because he believed in Fury and his plan. He was his hero, he he says. Yeah. So this this whole thing, I I feel like, you know, like, he's talking about, like, he carries the weight of him and all that stuff, but... Like it, it's essentially like it's chipped away at the innocence of who he was, right? He's killed all these people up to this point, now including people who were following him, mm-hmm. right? Like whatever innocence he had left is was gone long ago, yeah. Right, where he's k- killing somebody is a, not a, even a second thought for him. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. That's the only takeaway I can take from that. Gravik's hatred for Fury is only matched by his hatred for Talos, who in Gravik's eyes turned the Skrulls from a warrior race to a band of beggars. And so Gravik wraps up his final supervillain speech by saying that he will first kill Fury and then take a flamethrower to humanity, stressing Mm -hmm. to Fury that it's all because Fury failed to keep his promise. Surprising even Gravik, Fury admits he failed. He knew early on that finding a new home for Skrulls would be impossible, and yet he kept stringing them along. The only way he could have kept his promise was by building them a home on Earth, but he didn't do it because it was easier to focus on saving lives than to change the hearts and minds of humanity, even for Nick Fury. Ah, it's so good. It's so good. Like, I really loved this scene, and I really loved the humanity that played out in it. Uh, Fury reveals what he felt when he was snapped out of existence. Relief. That he could finally stop fighting. He also says that he finally came back to Earth because he felt responsible for Gravik, and that the Secret Service agents at the hospital, as the Secret Okay. Sorry. As the Secret Service agents at the hospital start dropping like flies, Fury offers Gravik the harvest, the DNA collected from every combatant in the Battle of Earth. 
plus more. There's more in, and I'm going to get into this, but there's more in there than just that. But regardless, in exchange, he asks that Gravik take the scrolls and leave Earth. Yeah, he basically says like, "Hey, take this, become super scrolls, go find a planet, annihilate their race, take over, cause devastation." Do your genocide thing. Just leave humans alone. Just bugger off. Don't come back to Earth. Which is kind of cold, but also like, I don't know, like Last at this point, effort. it seems, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Fury's played all his other cards, right? Like this is. He's, he's literally on pretty much death's door at this point. Yeah. Um, dead man's plea. Gravik takes the harvest from Fury just as Rhodey is getting to the president's new room. So this is, and this is interesting, yeah, because Gravik basically replies and he's like, you know, I, has that radiation affected your brain? Like, he's like, you know, like, that's it's not going to happen, pal. But you're weak and and, and dying, so I'm going to take the harvest from you anyways, because you can't stop me. Uh, the president takes a gun from one of his agents, and elsewhere, the order to initiate the strike on New Skrullos is given. I loved this moment, because so often in these situations where the Secret Service is protecting the president, the president just always seems weak and useless. Mm-hmm. So the, the fact that the president was like, give me your gun, damn it, <laughs> <laughs> like, was just, I, I don't know, I, that was cool. Um... Fury lies on the floor of the Super Scrawl machine, his symptoms getting progressively worse as Gravik checks the samples, commenting that Fury really does want to die. Sonya surprises Rhodey as Gravik activates the machine with Fury still in it. Sonya holds up Rhodey at, holds Rhodey at gunpoint, while the reactor room from the machine powers down, revealing Gravik in his natural scrawl form practically sizzling with power. He's big. He's a big-looking guy. He's, like, jacked. Gravik attacks Fury, who then... So explain this part to me. Was his... Like, he activated the machine with Fury in it. Presumably, Gravik would have thought, I'm giving all the powers to fear. Is that because he wanted like a fair fight? Like he thought it would be lame just to. No, I don't think he. Fury's human. He's a scrawl. The machines only going to work on scrolls. It's only okay. going to work on scrolls. It's either going to kill Fury or nothing will happen to him or, and he'll or die. Or nothing will happen. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, Gravik attacks Fury, who then reveals the ace up his sleeve with his arm changing into that of the Hulk. Fury sends Gravik flying out of the building, stepping out of the rubble. Gaia reveals herself, having tricked Gravik into giving her the same powers he had stolen. Which So that whole time, the whole, like... And that's, that's the thing. This is the weird part about this. It's like, I... I understand Fury, I understand Gaia faking the radiation symptoms in the room with Gravik, but she's like stumbling through empty hallways, coughing. Yeah, but she would know that there are cameras that he's probably watching I, I, and she's going to put a show on. I and, guess so. Um, yeah. 
yeah, head stolen. Just so we're clear, this now makes Gaia the most single, the single most powerful hero in the MCU so far with the combined abilities of, and this is a good spot Everyone. for me to talk about this. This is good. This is a good moment for me to talk about this. Well, hang on. Let, let's just, I'm going to list. The I have a list. Has happened. Can we backstep first to the whole, sure. like there's the quite like everything that we heard fury say to Gravik. That's easy. Like, bullshit. Did, is it, it bullshit? bullshit? And it just, just guys it improvising things. stuff to tell Gravik what he wants to know. Or did Fury let her kind of mind meld her, mind meld him, so that she could have that information Ooh, and really sell it? Yeah, I like that better. Like, does, does, did Gaia like really like, I'm, I lean like, I like watching a YouTube channel that kind of dives into this stuff. And they proposed that she was just making all this up and none of that meant anything to Fury. I propose that she did not make any of it up, that she actually did mind meld with Fury so that she could personify him to a T. And I propose that that everything she said is how Fury felt. Right. Yeah. I think no, that, I like that better. Yeah. And it I think it it's it's like before the reveal I thought it was a pretty good reveal. I I can't say I seen it coming 100%, but I did kind of like the thought crossed my mind about maybe this is a scroll Fury's a scroll. Right. Maybe it's Gaia or her his wife or something. Yeah. But it was a convincing enough thing that I never gave it a lot of credence. Mm -hmm. And because of that, like, I think that like everything he, that was said as fury guy, said as fury, like it seems logical that that's how he would feel and how he would act and what he would do. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, I like that. I like that yeah. theory. Yeah. Okay. I want to tag the team this with you a little here. Okay. So I have a list of the characters with which Gaia now has the power of. And so I'm going to say the name of the character and then you reveal to the listener um, what that power entails, what essentially what they can now do, what that adds to Gaia's skill set, okay? And for the record, this is what makes, and I'll we'll drive this home at the end, but this is what's killed the MCU. Because once we reveal this list, it will be very apparent that A, nobody, nobody's a match for Kaya. Nobody who's been revealed to us. Like, maybe a Celestial can take down Kaya now. I don't know. But, but nobody else is a match for Kaya. So she's the most powerful. So either she's evil and no one can kill her. Or she's going to be good, in which case there's never a need to ever send anyone else. Just have Gaia go take care of it. So <laughs> stupid. She They turned her into a god. And not like a god like Thor, but like a god. Like, yeah, she's immortal now. Okay. Yeah. So here's the list. So I'll say the name, you say the power set. Capiche? Uh, I will do my best. Okay. I'll fill in the blanks for, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so we have Ghost. She has the powers of Ghost. So Ghost is kind of 
a phasing in and out of reality. She's a Ant-Man villain from yeah. the second Ant-Man film. Yeah, it's pretty handy. Pretty handy being able to just phase and and like, oh, is that someone's throwing a punch? I'll just phase so that your punch goes yeah. through me. Captain America. Oh, superhuman? Super strength, right? Super strong, yeah. super like agility and endurance. Uh, if, if she also gains intellectual powers, there is some intellectual advantages that... Uh, Steve Rogers gained with sure. the super serum as well. So, uh, Corvus Glaive. Uh, well, Corvus Glaive is a weird one. Uh, he was one of uh, um, Thanos's henchmen. He had some kind. Of, I don't know him well, but he's got some kind of weird attachment to his glaive, where he can't die if his glaive is. He, yeah, he's got like regenerative, alive. a regenerative yeah. healing factor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thanos. Big, big, bad dude, super smart, super strong. Super smart, super strong, like known as the Titan. Like, yeah. yeah. Like can kick the Hulk's ass without any stones. (laughs) Yep. Um, The Outriders. Uh, The Outriders were just minions from, that we saw in the first uh, Infinity War movie. Yeah, so they're just like ruthless kind of. Mindless dogs. Mindless dogs, but still strong and, and animalistic and, you know, whatever. Uh, Proxima Midnight. Uh, I don't. I, I can't remember what Proxima Midnight's powers are. She's an ex- exceptionally skilled fighter. Yeah, speed, Glaive. human strength, agility. Yeah. Corvus Slave's romantic interest. Just like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, that's just that, super that's advanced to do with her powers, but super advanced. I'm gonna skip yeah. this one and come back to it. Uh, Abomination. Uh, the Hulk's powers, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But like bigger and stronger than the Hulk. Right? Like more aggressive. Uh, it depends and, on how angry the Hulk is, but Sure. Yeah. Mantis. Oh, can uh telepathic telepathic and empathic abilities. Yeah. Can like get in and like go sleep. Which I don't know how Gaia knew. It's just like she has Mantis's abilities now, but now she also like knows the com- commands and knows how to use everything. She's like sleep. I'm like okay. Yeah, it's like that with all of them though. Yeah, call Obsidian, which is again just strength and and durability and yeah, he's essentially know. a Hulk. <laughs> yeah, Drax. Yeah. Drax strength and vulnerability. Yep. Korg. Fighting skill. Korg's a rock. Fighting skill. <laughs> rock skin. What? No, he uh, is a rock. The rock, he's, they don't yeah, well, bleed. Yeah, he's a rock. Which, right. this, is, this, again, brings up the question of like, I, I know, what did I know. they collect? I know. I know. Right? Because we talked last episode about, about if they're dusted, how do they collect? Is there anything left to collect? Yeah. Like, how do you collect Call Obsidian's dusted body or his blood? Here's, Here's here's a big one. Korg is a rock. We've yep. seen we've seen one of Korg's species literally get obliterated in a Thor film. I think it was the yep. first yep. or second Thor film. Thor uppercuts one uh, one of Korg's species with uh, Mjolnir, and he literally just like crumbles into a pile crumbles. of rocks. So how yeah, do you yeah, get yeah, Korg's yeah. DNA? I don't, <laughs> I don't anyway. know. I don't know. Uh, here's a big one: Ebony Maw. Ebony Ma, uh, telepathic, uh, T- and telepathic, telepathic, telekinetic, um, telekinetic abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Can levitate, move things with its mind. Pretty much anything. Yeah. Uh, the frost beasts. 
Uh, oh, I had I, – I, I looked this one up in anticipation because I knew this one was one of them. It's like a big beast from uh, Loki's – the Frost Giants homeworld. From, from Jotunheim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hulk. Hulk's the Hulk. Hulk. Everybody knows Hulk. But resistance to gamma radiation. Yeah. And – Super strong, gets stronger with anger and rage. Yeah. Uh, Chitari, she has Chitari DNA now, which yeah. is, they're just strong and nasty and gross. Yeah. She has Valkyrie DNA. Did it say Valkyrie on that list? She has Valkyrie DNA. Really? I mm-hmm. didn't see that. So, as Guardian and strong and powerful. But if that's not good enough for you, she has Thor's DNA. Right. She's the powers of Thor now. The God of thunder. Yeah. Can presumably maybe summon lightning. Yeah. Uh, Gamora. She has Gamora's DNA. Pretty much the same as Drax. Pretty much. She has Groot's DNA. We've seen that. Yeah. She has the Winter Soldier DNA, which is basically just the same as Captain America. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the big one. The one that I skipped. The one that makes the rest of the MCU just... Like, if that wasn't enough for you up until this point she has the powers of captain marvel you missed one black panther oh and black panther i did miss one so and presumably many more yeah but yeah got got captain marvel (laughs) so the one the one one that they really focus in on and i mean uh, what the hell yeah. What Talk the actual OP. hell? <laughs> like it's done now. It is done because the question will never now not be why not just send Gaia? Or yeah. if or if it turns out that Gaia is no good and is a baddie, then we're boned. Yeah. I see I think this is this is um if you compare it to the source material, which we've often talked about, like you can take that liberties can and sometimes should be taken when you're taking comic book source material and bringing it to a TV show. I think the source material does this better because the super scroll, the one, the, the, the being known as the super scroll in the comics only has the powers of four beings. And that's the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four, which obviously it. they couldn't do in this yeah. because yes, it wouldn't make any absolutely. sense. Yeah, they Fantastic Four have been introduced at all, so you can't. But you, but do, you could have selected properly. a smaller group. You could have said Black yeah. Panther and the the yeah the Harvest. Instead of making the Harvest a big thing, make it. You could have made it some some other that that um gravic on his own tried to gather yeah or 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 they did the harvest and all they were able to come up with was black panther groot and captain america and 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 that those three would still be would still be problematic yeah Yeah. so and so only one scrawl has multiple powers in the secret invasion storyline the scrolls are able to um, mimic the powers of whoever they've changed into to a certain degree. 
Right, which is why um, they didn't want to send the Avengers in. Yeah, in, in this in this story, yeah. Um, but but even still, with this machine, like you just Gravik, if Gravik was really smart, he doesn't once once he gets this serum serum, he doesn't need the USA to fight Russia. No, he's unstoppable. You just put all your scroll buddies in the machine and give them all the superpowers. Wow, right? but then you're not the most powerful anymore. <laughs> then your leadership's called into question. But 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 you you don't need to like <laughs> you don't need to do all this weird manipulation. You can even you could you could you don't have to give them. Okay, you, you he could be the only one with everything, and then he just handpicks people to give a couple to, and somebody like Captain America who who can't fly. You you give him Call Obsidian's powers or or Ebony Ma's Ebony Ma's powers too, right? Like you counterbalance the weakness by giving them another superpower. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just it just it also makes Gravik's plan pretty short sighted. Because all Gravik ultimately needs to do, like even if he didn't give anyone else any powers, you have Captain Marvel's powers. Captain Marvel could go into the center of any metropolitan area and just do her Captain Marvel energy blast in a 360 circle a couple of times and you're killing millions. Yeah, so Captain Marvel is powerful, but her powers do have limitations. Like, she can drain her powers, uh, at least in the comic books, I I would assume she has limitations. She's got to have limitations in in the in the MCU as well. But like, he can't do it all himself, which is why he's got to have this grand plan to begin with about nuking Russia. Yeah, but you don't need to it's nuke so- Russia if you've got this vial that has every superhero and villain known known to earth at this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Either way, the MCU just, is boned. It's yeah. screwed. It's screwed now. It's completely it's done. Weird. It's messed up. It's definitely messed up. <sighs> meanwhile, put, put itself in a pickle. Meanwhile, the real fury is indeed at the hospital where he takes out the last of the secret service agents and tells the president to aim his gun at Rhodey. Gaia confronts, uh, confronts Gravik, calling him flailing and weak, and attacks him. What follows is the epic action sequence we've been waiting for for a while. And I agree. It's a sick fight. It looks great. It's a lot of fun. It's pretty cool. The, there, there is the, like, after she reveals she's Gaia, she turns back into the, the human Gaia, and then she transforms her arm into the, I think it's the Drax arm. Yeah. The CGI looks just weird. Like that arm is so show. huge yeah. on her. Yeah. Yeah. It looks <laughs> strange. Like part of me's like, yeah, I guess that's what it would look like. But it's like, um, what's the term that they use for when they CGI an actor's face? Oh, that's, the un- that's, Uncanny that's, Valley? The uncanny, like, yeah, it's almost like the un. They 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 said, screw the uncanny valley. Let's just throw 
a CGI Drax arm on this tiny lady and run and with forget it. what it looks like because she's a shape-shifting alien and that's what it would look like <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah basically so, so like there's a suspension the suspension of disbelief is it, like it took me a minute to get there yeah like i can do it i can be like what that looks really weird yeah i've got to suspend my disbelief on this uh, but she is shape-shifting alien She's just shape-shifting the one arm. Okay, yeah, I buy it. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's just a weird, a weird moment. Back at the hospital, Fury explains the situation to the president, telling him that Rhodey has been replaced by a Skrull and that the real Rhodey is at the very compound the U.S. is about to bomb, along with dozens of world officials. This was a cool scene. There's, it was tense. It was tense. Trying to convince the president that you know, that Nick Fury wasn't full of shit. Um, Rhodey tries to convince the president to stay the course with the bomb already being prepared. Fury tries to convince the president otherwise, and the Gaia versus Gravik fight kicks up a notch with both of them using Captain Marvel's powers to take to the sky. Gravik almost beats Gaia, but she uses the powers of Mantis to knock him out. Sonya and Fury tell the president all he has to do is delay the strike, and it really looks like they may be getting through. Gravik continues to fire at Gaia, with both of them finally colliding in an epic, anime-esque action sequence. The ends uh, that ends with Gaia firing a massive blast through Gravik's torso, presumably killing him. I don't know if it's presumably. <laughs> he seems pretty dead. <laughs> But he's got those regenerative healing powers. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, they we've seen in Iron Man three that they can't regenerate everything. So no. Um. Uh. Do 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 do. Rhodey tries to make a move and ends up getting shot in the head by Fury. Wrapping up that threat as well. The president realizes the truth when Rhodey turns back into her scrawl form at death. Calling off the strike, Gaia frees the prisoners among them, uh, among them, the real Rhodey and Everett Ross, played by Martin Freeman, mm -hmm. is revealed that it's revealed that Rhodey was replaced very early on with his body in terrible condition. Gaia then leads them all to safety. Yeah, that's something that we still don't we were kind of speculating on. Yeah. So the breakdown video I watched made some really good observations here. The first observation is that he's obviously got no use of his legs. So this happens. He, he gets abducted post Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. The second observation is he's in a dressing gown, a hospital dressing gown. Right. When, when would he have been in a hospital dressing gown between having, losing the use of his legs and this point in time? I mean, maybe following Endgame. Was he injured in Endgame? I think everyone was a little. I assume like everyone went and got checked out. Like hospital gown worthy? I don't know. Probably immediately following Civil War is the other big. 
that's that's what they were speculating and they were speculating that because when he starts to kind of get out of this chamber thing that they put them in it, he almost kind of is leaning forward like he's trying to use his legs like he has doesn't realize he he can't walk so they're speculating they speculated that this is very close to end game that he was abducted or civil war you mean Civil War, sorry, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So he's he's been in that chamber a lot. Like, he's got no idea what's happened. Like, anything Thanos-related, he, he's he's oblivious to. Potentially. Unless he was dusted. That's, that's interesting. Because as far as we know, he wasn't. But if that wasn't him... Then he was what? playing good. He was playing good guy as a scrawl for those five years, I guess, as a as a sleeper agent, right? Just waiting for gravity. Because yeah, he wasn't dusted, but Skrull wasn't dust. But you you raise an interesting point here. They have a lot of people abducted. Yeah, Skrull Skrull Rhodey wasn't dusted, but what if? Rody Rody and anybody else they've was. captured up to this point were yeah. all of a sudden they're not in the cage. Yeah, it's weird. What happens when they come back? Where where do they end up? It's just like right. It it, it kind of like do they end up back in the cage? What if the cage is moved? They can't end up back in the cage if the cage is moved. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I what if know. somebody else is in the cage? <laughs> <laughs> sometime, like, sometime later, President Ritson addresses the nation, confirming that the Skrulls were responsible for the attempt on his life. Ritson declares war against all aliens, setting up a dark future to come in the MCU. Yeah, because I think a lot of people looked at that and they're like, oh, okay, so they're, a bunch of people are just going to go kill all the Skrulls. And I'm like... There's a lot, like Captain Marvel's an alien. Thor's Cap, Cap, Captain Marvel's not an alien. She's a human with that's been in, uh, hit with okay. radiation right. from a right. uh, okay. stone. So, okay, Thor's an alien. Thor's an alien, technically. No, not technically. He's an alien. Yeah. Um. You know, like there's a lot. The the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, like most there are a lot. There were yeah. I see what you're saying. There were a lot of aliens who fight fought for the side of good in the battle for Earth, which in which this show is dubbed that final yeah. game battle. That are now combative enemies, according to the U.S. Yeah, but I mean. The U.S. doesn't speak for the rest of the world. No. On but, U.S. soil, you are an enemy. <laughs> yeah, but that's still a real issue for yeah. Avengers, right, that are mostly U.S.-based. Um, yeah. Fury meets Priscilla in their home, which was trashed when the Skrull rebels attacked. Priscilla and Gaia... Uh, well, when they attacked Priscilla and Gaia there... Yeah. Uh, Priscilla asks Fury if he really fell in love with her or with the face she wore. And Fury says he loves her, asking for one last chance. 
He then tells her that he's going back to Saber that very night. She says, so I guess this is goodbye. Uh, He says, if you can find a way to forgive me, he says as he's leaving, then you'll know where to find me. Sonia and Gaia meet with Sonia proposing an alliance. Offer, I mean, yeah, you don't want to not be on Gaia's side at this point. <laughs> yeah. Offering the Skrulls the resources they need to fight against Ritson's war. Gaia is skeptical as it sounds a lot like Fury and Talos' old arrangement. Sonya wins her over by promising that it will be all business between them. She basically says, I'll use you and you'll use me, and we'll get yeah. this done. <clears throat> Essentially, she's saying... Fury wasn't truthful in yeah. the end. I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm going to use you. You're going to, you're going to do work for me. Yeah. But I'll work you're you won't, you're going to use me too. Yeah. Um telling him off for uh no, what? Fury drives back out to the spot where he first landed in episode 1 and calls the president telling him off for making a bad situation worse. Sonya takes Gaia to a secret location where a vast number of humans have been kept prisoner, hooked up to more pods like the ones at New Skrellos. Gaia is shocked as she realizes just how deep the Skrull Rebellion actually goes and the monumental task before her. We see cutaway shots here um, of, like, yeah, of, of how the world is responding to this or how America is responding to this. Yeah. Right. We're seeing, well, we're seeing rebels, yeah. American gun toting, whatever you want to call them, self-appointed mercenaries that are randomly figuring out who scrolls are and killing them. Essentially a mob. It's become a mob mentality. Yeah. Figuring out justice. people who they think are scrolls, killing them only to discover that they're not scrolls. And people figuring out who Skrulls are, going to kill them, and then getting killed themselves because the Skrull kicks their ass. Yeah. And this is definitely not a U.S., just a U.S. thing. Because one of the people who was almost killed is one of the Skrull leaders, and she's not a U.S. diplomat. No. So it's it's causing anarchy. Yeah. um, We're glossing over the, the Gaia the revelation to Gaia here of the depth of the scroll insurgency, we'll call it, I guess. I don't know. Okay. The rebellion and that warehouse just being full of people who are sedated using scroll technology or whatever it is. Yeah. Like there's probably close to like, you can't see the back of the room. I'm looking at a screen pause screenshot of it. You can't see the back of the room. There's got to be at least a, several hundred people in there. Oh, I'd maybe say more. I'd say close to a thousand, maybe. But but like they didn't know. She didn't know about. She was one of Gravik's. She was a inner lieutenant. circle. Yeah, inner circle, and she didn't know about this. Yeah, there could be several other places just like this around the globe. Hmm. Which makes me a little bit hopeful for the MCU and this invasion storyline because 
this is kind of where it should have started. <laughs> like this is this this feels scroll invasion. Like this is leading to like a cinematic multi-movie storyline. Oh yeah. I don't think it's going to go there. <laughs> I think they're I don't know what they're going to do now. Well, and that's the big what, question. With the Jonathan Majors thing, nobody knows what's going on. That's right? the big question, right? Because this the end of this series has presumably set up and and given us a new big bad. A, a, well, a, and a real sense of direction in terms of what do things look like inside the MCU, right? Like this, this feels like, it feels not like the same as the end of Infinity War, but that same sort of vibe where it's like this, this hasn't been a show without consequences moving forward. It's, yeah. it's there's serious consequences moving forward. However, it's not the like big, Ant-Man. The big, no, yeah, Ant-Man 3. <laughs> The big question, though, will be, are they going to do good by this, and will this actually change the course of the MCU, or is it going to be how, at least up until this point, the massive celestial coming out of the Earth has done nothing and means nothing, Yeah, and like all these little things that have been set up, and not only have they not paid off, there's been zero mention of them. Exactly. And that's, this is one of the things I think this show has done really well is that it's dealing with post blip consequences. Yeah. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't deal with a lot of snap, like coming back snap stuff, but it's dealing with the, the, the war for earth. It's dealing with, uh, the scrolls and, you know, like it's, it's kind of dealing with, that other stuff and wrapping some of that up a little bit as well as kind of pushing a potential new major threat. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like this should have been the first thing out post end game. Yeah. And, and then used that to really, because it's, it's not, yeah. And then used this to really shape the, the most recent phase, right? Yeah. And and strangely, like, or not so strangely, it's not even like it. It's it's a it's a digestible sized threat, right? Like it's something that we could look at and we go, okay, this makes sense to yeah, us, and we the, understand the graphic part of it is well, or or just like the war between between humans and aliens. Right versus this. Well, it's the multiverse, and it's the celestials, and it's and it's right. Kang, and it's and who knows yeah. what the hell. And nobody and and the rings, the rings are sending a signal to somewhere, but we don't know who's receiving that signal and who. Like, there's just so much, and it's like, yeah, and, and it can all be explained in one movie. At this point, at this, because it's come where it's come in the kind of the timeline of the movies and TV shows being released, it's just one more uh, um, uh, loose end on the pile. Yeah. Of where's where's the MCU go? Where is the MCU going? Yeah. Right. Like because you you just listed off 
all those loose end, big, bad problems that the Marvel universe has got to deal with. And they all seem like they're the new Thanos threat. Completely but none unrelated of them are doing to each anything other. With, nobody's doing anything with them. No, None of them are kind of pointing in the same direction. Everybody's kind of from, from ed, end game. Everybody's kind of branched out into their own storyline and nobody's working together. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Anyway. Stupid MCU. Yeah. Um, Fury tells Ritson that they have to act now to reverse the damage he's done, but the president refuses, telling Fury that if he wants to save the Skrulls, then to get them off the planet. So that's great. Um, Fury is clearly disappointed as he prepares to leave. Just then, a car pulls up, driven by Priscilla. She tells Fury that now that the humans know about the Skrulls, she wants to use her birth name, asking him to call her Vara. Fury tells Vara that he has some good news. The Kree are open to peace talks with the Skrulls. Vara is understandably cynical. But Fury tells her it's a good thing and asks her for help as a diplomat. He asks her to go with him, and she says she'll help him get started. But she'll have to come back. Farah then takes her natural form and tells Fury she loves him as she is. Fury responds by saying, only as you are, kissing her on kissing her in her scrawl form and making it clear that he loves her no matter what her face she wears. Together they leave Earth for Saber and hopefully more adventures to come. And that's it. That's that's that's, that's that's the that's the episode that killed the MCU. Well, I don't know if I'd say it killed it. <clears throat> but it's definitely another pile of dirt on the grave. <laughs> it's what it's what took me from because for a long time, like people have been giving up forever on the MCU. They're like, no, that's it. I'm tapping out. I'm done. And I'm not tapping out. I'm not done. But part of me wishes I had the the sack to do so. Like, this is the first time where yeah. I've wanted to. You want to, to. You want to vote with your wallet now. Kind of. And I'm still going to go. And I'm still going to see. Like, the Marvels yeah. are coming out in no time. And I'm jazz yep but i just like it's the first time where i've really been like okay now like i know it's been a mess and i've i've until this point i've consistently said yeah i think they're gonna surprise us i think this is all like just be patient it's all gonna make sense we're all building towards something and it's gonna be good and just because we don't know yeah just because we don't know the big picture doesn't mean it's not there and they're just giving it to us in small pieces and it's all gonna connect and this is the first time where i'm like man i don't even i i will be shocked if they pull this together now if if you if you if yourself, if you could talk to yourself uh, at the end of, let's say, Age of Ultron, okay, right, and you you asked yourself, the, you you got to ask yourself the question: Does where the MCU is going make sense? Does everything ma- look like it's going in one direction? 
you back then would go, oh yeah, of course it does. It's all leading to Thanos. It's all the leading. It's all about the Infinity Stones. Right. There's one cohesive storyline connecting all these other individual stories. Right. The Infinity Stones are scattered throughout all these stories in one way or another. Right. Like you watch the first Doctor Strange, and like that's a time stone. Who who would have thought? Like it 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 could have been anything else. They they didn't even need to put a time stone in there, but the time stone works perfectly woven into that story. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. they all it's, it's it completely independent from the Infinity stories, with the exception that the time stone is part of the eye of Agamotto. Yeah. Yeah. You can't say any of that with what we've been getting. What, what ties this to any, anything else we've gotten aside from the fact that it's, it's, it, it's pulling its story from the same, uh, universe. Yeah. Besides the fact that they're quote unquote in the same universe, there's nothing else connecting them. No, I will say, in fact, because such big threats have come up like a freaking giant robotic galactic being half born from the earth's ocean. Like we've never seen high, like that was, that happened so long ago at this point. Yeah. And nobody said hide nor hair or boo about this thing. Why? Okay, what I'll say. <laughs> and this is not this is this is just me playing devil's advocate here. It's not necessarily a defense. Yeah. So looking at the release order of the MCU. The first Infinity Stone didn't appear until Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the first time we saw an Infinity Stone, right? First mention. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We were ten films into the MCU before we saw an Infinity Stone. And even then, it wasn't super clear, like, hey, this is an Infinity Stone. But it wasn't for, like, another film or two before the post credit scenes were kind of hinting in that direction of, like, this is this is what the plan is. This is what's happening. That being said, there was still like a tying together of the films. You had mm-hmm. you had Samuel Jackson yep. at the end talking no, about bringing a, a group of sure. remarkable individuals together. So, right? there, sure. were, there were still some connective tissue. But bear with me. So let's say ten films until, ten films I, before And we you're knew. wrong. The first, inf- the first Infinity Stone came in Avengers, did it not? Because Loki, but but, yes, but it's not revealed to us that there's an Infinity no, Stone inside the Tesseract there. or that there's one inside of right. But as an audience, we didn't know that and or have a sense no. of well, this is moving towards but Infinity Stones. The the point I'm st- I'm stating, well, actually, I know, but I I'm halfway through my point. Back of th- uh, Captain America would it was Captain America or would have been Thor. Thor the Dark World had the ether, which had an infinity stone in it, but we didn't know that either. So as an no, the audience fir- the first I'm thinking the first Thor. The first Thor no No, doesn't have an infinity stone. The, the Captain America would have had the first Thor. Has the, the Tesseract. 
Yeah. yeah. But we and have no idea. Well, I agree with you. We don't, we as an audience at the time didn't know that that was an infinity stone. But that's what we're talking but about. But Kevin Feige sure as heck did. Right. So, but, right. <laughs> right. So, but under the assumption that Kevin Feige know, has a coherent plan now. So let's just say, right, we are 10, at that point, we were 10 movies in before we saw not in hidden inside of some other object, not whatever. The first time we heard someone say the word infinity stone and explain that there were these six stones, right, that existed. So since Endgame, and there's a couple of pro- there's a couple of properties that I feel like you need to exclude from from this count here. Things like Black Widow. Yeah, sure. Black Widow came out post Endgame, but Black Widow was never meant to, like, it was set chronologically before. So it's not supposed to give us a, a theory on what's coming next, right? You can, right? you can forgive that from being a part of that. I would say also, you could probably ignore what if, because what if was just like, they could have set something right. up in what if, so, but that was just its own separate thing. So post yeah. end game, we actually have in, in the post end game story, we have one, two, three, four, well, don't, five, don't count them. Let's six. go through them. You've got Spider-Man came out first. Okay. Let's skipping. go chronologically. Cause chronologically is what matters here. Right. So you have Spider-Man far from home. Is the next Are thing you talking chronologically in terms of release date or no chronologically in terms of like timeline. Okay. So Spider-Man sure. far from home, nothing right. really gets set up in that for us, except for the fact no. that Spider-Man's been, his true identity has been revealed. That's, that's the and there's a multiverse. Uh, that there might be, that there might be. No, 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 because it turns out that Quentin Beck is not from the multiverse. That was all oh, bullshit. Oh, that's right. And okay. that wasn't even right, right, Nick right, right, Fury. Right. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't um, until the next Spider-Man that- we Then the chronologically, the next yeah. up is Spider-Man No Way Home. That sets up right. the fact that there's a multiverse and that they've maybe done some damage and in yada, yada, and that there's that Spider-Man is now actually Spider-Man. That's kind of, you know. So there's two there. Loki is the next chronologically- that sets up a lot, presumably. Sets up the stuff with the TVA, with with the man at the end of time, with multiverses, with all of this stuff, right? And that with Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Um what if I'm skipping? Because what if yeah. they could have Absolutely. tried to set something up, but also it's forgivable just, that they didn't. WandaVision. Multiverse stuff. Yeah. yeah WandaVision. WandaVision doesn't really set anything up for in terms of like the MCU as a greater whole, aside from, okay, now there's a white vision, right? So there is a vision yeah. out there somewhere. It's the white vision. I'm okay. Like new hero. Yeah. New hero. It, it does set up the fact that we know that Wanda is the Scarlet Witch and that that's a multiverse style kind of character somehow. That, that a Wanda, bit. yeah, that Wanda. Wanda probably had some powers baked into her prior to, like, that the Soul Stone probably just intensified them and unlocked them and stuff. But then there's the the Darkhold as well. Yeah. So that's three projects where, you know, that mattered. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. All right. Has set up that there's a new Captain America. And that's kind of it. 
Um, no, that, that starts setting up that there's some stuff in the U S secret service government stuff that are looking to build some kind of team because at the very end, our oh, US like the, agent yeah. gets named. Right. right? So that, you're um, talking the, the, um, whatever they're called, the whatever Marvel's suicide squad. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whatever they are. So that's four, uh, Shang-Chi and the legends of the 10 rings. So that yeah. sets up. I mean, the I guess the 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 just that there's these rings and that there there's some sort of signal going somewhere. Yeah, there's. I've heard theories that people think that the rings were calling to Kang, but that's unconfirmed. Sure. So that's five. Uh, six would be Eternals. It sets up a lot. It sets up the idea of Celestials. Yeah, and now there's a Celestial sticking out of the Earth. Yeah. Uh, six, no, seven would be Hawkeye, which is basically just the swan song for Clint and introducing, uh, Kate Bishop as probably the new Hawkeye. And it does reintroduce, uh, Kingpin. Yeah. That's not really a global threat. No. That's, that's more street level stuff. Yep. In terms of superheroism. Then we have Moon Knight. That sets up some... Pretty big questioning things that don't haven't got answered. That I haven't gotten answered. Moon Knight. That haven't been answered, but aren't necessarily global things, right? Like it, that yeah, could still be a larger two self-contained big story. Big Egyptian gods are that are bigger than the pyramids are fighting in the middle of the night and causing commotion. It, that, it that, questions that, why no one has mentioned it yet. Yeah, no, yeah. nobody's talking about these things. And then on top of that, like there's the whole afterlife questions that it raises and yeah, yeah it it does set up it does leave a lot of questions that nobody talks about and i guess we could go go into that a little bit with stuff pre end game with like how come nobody was talking about extremis after iron man 3 but at the same time that's not a big giant celestial sticking out of the ocean <laughs> Right? No, that's not a real big global thing. That was, yeah, that's not on. Uh, that's not on the same level by any stretch. And I, I can't. No. I, so uh, then anyway. we have Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh huh. So we get uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. So it's but whatever. It yeah, doesn't like it doesn't. It was race. just a self-contained story that deals with like the progression of what's going on in Wakanda. Yeah, and uh, now. We have Namor and the yep. Atlanteans. They're uh, not she, Atlanteans. What did they call them? Um, it was a different city that they yeah. named it. I Which, can't remember. Why didn't they call them Atlanteans? Is there some kind of copyright thing? There might Atlantis? be. I think in like, film, I, feel like I there think isn't. there might be. No, I think I remember hearing in film, DC owns the, Is yeah. In the cinematic world, anyways, I think so. Uh, then She Hulk Attorney at Law. Eh. <laughs> so that's yeah, ten. That's that ten. Tech I mean, if you take that movie or that show like for like literally, <laughs> which yep. is pretty hard to, that does set up a lot. Like uh a cat what was that robot's name? Cat was the robot named Kevin? 
I don't know, but it, it sets but stuff like, up, but not, but not like it's very Infinity Stone stuff. Not Infinity Stone level. Well, the fact that She-Hulk can jump into our world and change, talk to the scriptwriters, and like, it's pretty tongue-in-cheek. So it's not. I don't. It's you can't take it yeah. too literally for the show. You know what I mean? Like then we then we have Miss Marvel. Yeah. Anyway. That sets up some more multiverse stuff. I, would would you call the world where the what did they call them the Jin were from a, a different universe, a multiverse? No, because it was like a different dimension. Dimension. Right? It, it was, was dimension our world, thing. but a different plane. Right. Okay. Uh, Thor: yeah, Love so, and Thunder. That's a that's that's kind of a big thing. Yeah, but again, not like a not global huge. threat. Yeah, Th- I would say yeah, it's probably not global and huge. The same, it's not on the same level as. Celestial sticking no. out of the earth. Thor, love and thunder. Right, that's that's not even in our on, nope. on Earth. So, uh, oh, Doctor it is, it is part of it is in parts. Doctor Strange very, and the Multiverse of Madness. That's pretty big. Yeah, sets up like that. The, we now have our Doctor Strange is not quite the same Doctor Strange that we're familiar Potentially with. Might be a different one, but yeah. but it more importantly, it sets up. The collision of of universes. Yeah. Uh, uh, what did they call it again? Um, the ex- incursion. Incursions. Yes. Yeah. Which which is like comic book for anybody who reads the comic books. That's a that's a big key word. An incursion. Oh yeah. So um, that's that would be even though ever nobody else knows about it except for Doctor Strange. That's a big thing. Werewolf by Night, which I'm excluding because. It was just his own one shot standalone sure. yeah. special event. Uh, same not, with the ho- same with the holiday special. Yeah, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Uh, I yeah. mean, it sets up a new team of Guardians, but it 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 doesn't try to further the plot of the MCU. N- no, it it definitely just wraps things up and yeah, it leaves like it, the, the unanswered questions. It's leaving are. In terms of like what what happens to the characters next, which is should be a fine question for any film to leave. Sure. Yep. Uh, and Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, which yeah sets up a bunch of stuff for sure, but also um, kneecaps itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then now Secret Invasion, and so that's yeah. listen, that's fifteen so, projects. So this is how I'm looking at it. That's fifteen projects, and we don't have a clear sense. However, things have been set up more so, even though we don't know how it's all intertwines and what's going to happen, things have been set up a little bit more so than they were at this point in, in um, like the fact that we, we kind of have stuff already getting set up in a big way by Eternals, that, that's a lot faster than it happened in the first MCU saga. Also, it took, there's a lot more projects that are coming out now. And so I think, I think what's happening is it was six years after the MCU started before we heard the word Infinity Stone. Okay. Endgame was in 2019, which means it's only been four years. It's only been right. four years since we've been post Endgame. And okay. we have. Almost as many projects as we did 
in the Infinity Saga, if you count the TV shows. And so they're just... It, it, I think because we get projects so much faster, we're like, well, why don't we know yet? Why don't we know yet? Why don't we know yet? And it's like, well, because it's only been four years. And yeah, there's been a lot of TV shows and stuff, but most of those are just kind of their own, often their own little kind of thing. And, and there hasn't been that many movies yet. Right. But we still have a lot of really kind of big storyline plot points in this short amount of time that the other one that that early in the MCU they didn't sure but i think some right. of those like were looking at too many incursions, of them uh, the secret invasion which is still obviously a thing um the the multiverse kang like there's a lot of well the multiverse is kind of incursiony but it's, yeah. it feels like they've set them up separately I think a lot of them will There's be dealt lot. with within their own, like, I, I I truly believe that a lot of the stuff that was set up at the end of Multiverse of Madness probably won't be dealt with again until Doctor Strange 3. I think that might yeah. just be its own, the, like, contained the to its own franchise. The will just be a Doctor Strange thing. Yeah, because nobody else has to worry about this, like, worlds colliding thing. That's That's a mystic arts issue. It always has been. Not really. No, I don't. I don't think so. I there's, there's stuff if, that the sorcerers if, have if, dealt with even without if people that's knowing how about. they choose to deal with it. Even if that's how they choose to deal with the incursions, I feel like that is a huge misstep. Well, because I mean, you're ta- like, and this like we I said this just recently, you know, like. The MCU can take liberties with the source material, but there is a lot of source material to, to drive your films, your solo films, your Dr. Yep. Strange's, your Thor's, your, your Black Panther's, right? There's a lot of source material that is just Dr. Strange comics, right? There, yep. There's lots of storylines in there that span several comic books. There are, fewer storylines that span multiple comic books avengers when i say multiple comic books i mean like avengers x-men like the entire universe universe comic book universe spanning storylines like infinity war like the incursions and secret wars like this is it just feels like a misstep to take these big the things that the comic books Storylines the comic books used across multiple different hero comic books, different fact, you know what I mean? <laughs> to to boil them down into a solo film. Well, otherwise you'd never get to them all because it took. It That's took, fine. Well, I but would rather fun have ideas it done. That they'd like to explore. <sighs> Anyways, we gotta we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> I think it's a misstep. Is the final episode of. Of Secret Invasion, a winner or a fail for you? Ah, it's a meh, I think, in the yeah. end. Yeah. And, so I agree, the, it was a fail. The fight scene was cool. It, Gaia having the same powers as, the, like, all these powers kind of, yeah, kind of, like you were saying, kind of makes it feel a little odd. <laughs> yeah. And a question but, that yeah, you're not know. going to be prepared to answer, but we do it every time, so you should have been prepared, 
is uh, now that the series is over on a scale of zero to 10, how would you rank Secret Invasion? Um, I think I'd give it 6.5. Okay. Six. I give it a six. I'll give six. it around six. Yeah. It's, That's not far off. I gave it a seven. Yeah, it's good. It's good for what it is. It doesn't... I think it does a better job of dealing with post-end game storylines than a lot of the other storylines have that we've mm-hmm. gotten. Yep. But it... it uh, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of fell flat in the end, I think. And, and left... Like we dealt with the Gravic problem, but the problem that Gravic created still persists. So what did we really solve? Right. Yeah. Like it didn't really, like the problem is still exists. Some, somebody's just going to take Gravic's place in that Skrull leadership. And because there's obviously a lot more Skrulls out there that are taken key positions in leadership around the world. For sure. For sure. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twist Twister. Our Twister. Ooh, it's not even Twitter thing? anymore. Check out our X. X. Check, check out our out X. X. Listed below. Uh, we should probably update that in the show notes. X. <laughs> um, so dumb. But you still tweet on X, right? How do you tweet an X? I don't know. Well, you should. You should never tweet an X. <laughs> Just that's that's the recipe for disaster. Never tweet an X. Uh, check out our Patreon page. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month or up to $10 a month if you're feeling extra, you know, just you're just loaded. You just got all the money. You want to toss it around. Uh, but at different levels, you get different kickbacks and fun stuff like that. And uh, we have a merch merch store. Yes, we do. It's got... It's got stuff in it. Do you consistently um, take a drink of water when I tee you up to say something about merch? <laughs> no. It's like every I'm, single time. I'm legitimately like 90, 80, 80 90% just not prepared because you leave that pause and then I'm like, oh yeah, I have to say something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even if you just screamed merch after I say merch, like it's, you know, if I'm like, hey, we've got merch. Merch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so check out all those things and join us next week when uh, we're not only back with the more news, but um, we will be starting down our Ahsoka journey or Yay! Rebels season three, depending on how you want to look at it. So, fun fact: neither of us have actually started watching it at this point. No, no, because so, I wanted to get I wanted to get Secret yeah. Invasion done. So now yeah, I'm going to go same. watch it tonight. Well, and I, and I was just I was I was not home. <laughs> yeah, well, you're on a beach not wearing a Speedo because you suck. Yeah, well, you didn't buy me one. Get some merch. Get some merch.